0: Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of Acts. Faithful listeners, welcome to the Bible Explained podcast. We are going to be discussing Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 24 today. Now, just to do a quick recap of where we left off, Paul and Silas have gone to Europe to proclaim the gospel there because they tried to go to Asia and actually the Holy Spirit blocked them for some reason. And we don't know how the Holy Spirit blocked them, but somehow the Holy Spirit blocked Paul and Silas from traveling to Asia to proclaim the gospel and instead guided them towards Greece, which was Europe. So they meet this woman, Lydia, and she is the first convert of the Christian faith in Europe. So now Paul and Silas, of course, are spreading the gospel to the rest of the city. And that is where we leave off today. So let's read this portion. As usual, I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. As we were going to prayer, a certain girl having a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much gain by fortune telling. Following Paul and us, she cried out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us a way of salvation. She was doing this for many days. But Paul, becoming greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. It came out that very hour. But when our masters saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. When they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men, being Jews, are agitating our city and advocate customs which is not lawful for us to accept or to observe being Romans. The multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore their clothes from them, then commanded them to be beaten with rods. When they laid many stripes on them, They threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and secured their feet in the stocks. So when reading this, you might have a few questions. The first question being, why didn't Paul exercise the demon earlier out of this girl? And the second being, what was the big deal? Because the demon was technically telling the truth. So, you know, why was Paul so irritated? at this girl with the demon. So let's get into those two questions. He mentions in verse 16, as we were going to prayer, in other words, Luke, Timothy, Paul, and Silas, as they were going to prayer, they met this girl. And she was a young girl. She was a servant girl who had a spirit of divination. In other words, she had this demon inside of her who gave her this ability to fortune tell. Now, it never mentions that these fortunes she was telling were accurate, by the way. It just mentions that because of this ability that she had to fortune tell, she gained a lot of money for her masters. So her masters were very happy to have this poor slave girl with the demon being able to tell fortunes so that they could gain a lot of money through her. Once again, doesn't say that any of the fortunes she said came true, but we do know that demons are very clever and Satan is very clever. And Satan has been around for a very, very, very long time. And so because he's been around for a very long time, he's kind of an expert at predicting human nature and what humans are going to do. So this doesn't mean that this girl, you know, had the same level of prophecy that a christian would have when given the gift of prophecy because when a person is given the gift like a true gift of prophecy then that means that that person has a gift specifically from god himself to be able to you know say certain things or even predict the future at times and what this girl had was just not the same thing what this girl had was something far inferior to the gift of prophecy that God, Yahweh, gives to his followers sometimes. So this girl had this spirit of divination. Whether or not the fortunes came true, we don't know. But she probably was able to tell some true fortunes through the demon's power, right? And in that way, gained a following for herself and for her masters. So she latches on to Paul specifically, okay? This young girl, and there's probably some mental things going on as well with this poor girl. We know that whenever demons are talked about, like when Jesus cast out demons, there was a lot of mental issues, a lot of physical issues. And so possibly this young girl also had some mental issues as well. And so she just latched on to Paul and to Silas and to the entire team. So she's following them around for multiple days. And she cries out, these men are servants of the most high God who, procl- who proclaim to us a way of salvation. Now you might look at that and be like, well, yeah, that's technically true, but I want to point something out to you guys. Okay. So depending on the version that you read, it could either say, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation, or like my version says, it could say, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us a way of salvation. Now you can see where the problem lies with that because Christianity is not a way of salvation. It is the only way of salvation. So I decided to look this verse up in the NASB version because the NASB version is translated directly from the Greek. And so what the NASB says is actually... The girl says, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us a way of salvation. So right there, that subtle little difference shows that even though this demon possessed girl was saying that Paul and Silas, you know, are proclaiming salvation. She mentions that it's a way of salvation, not the only way of salvation. So you can see how subtle that little lie is that this demon possessed girl was saying about Paul and Silas. So that's the first problem here. The second problem is actually the title, the most high God. The way the girl says most high God, to the average Greek, it would sound like this young girl is referring to Zeus, not to Yahweh. And the last problem with this girl's message through the demon actually goes back to Jesus himself. Because if you ever saw Jesus casting out demons uh, from people, he always told the demons to shut up and be silent because Jesus didn't need the testimony of demons. And he certainly didn't want demons to speak for him because then that would be blurring the lines. You know, things that are demonic and God cannot go together. They don't work together. Things that are pagan and things that are Christian don't work together. So in the case of this young girl who has the demon inside of her, and this demon is saying, oh, you know, these men, Paul and Silas, are speaking a way of salvation to Zeus or Yahweh or could be any God that you want. And I'm a demon and I can tell fortunes and you should totally listen to me. You can see now why Paul was irritated and annoyed and did not want this demon this demon-possessed girl, rather, to speak for Paul and Silas, because what she was stating was not the truth. And secondly, because it was a demon speaking through this girl, this demon shouldn't be listened to under any circumstances. And that actually takes me back to Deuteronomy 13, verse 1. Suppose there are prophets among you or those who dream dreams about the future, and they promise you signs and miracles, and the predicted signs or miracles occur. If then they say, come, let us worship other gods, gods you have not known before, do not listen to them. The Lord, your God is testing you to see if you truly love him with all your heart and soul. And the reason I go back to this verse is because it applies very well. You know, this demon inside this girl was blurring the lines of Christianity. And even though some of the predictions of this girl could have come true at some point in time. It didn't matter. This girl shouldn't be listened to because her message was not of Yahweh. So Paul, it says in verse 18, uh, she was doing this for many days and Paul became greatly annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. So Paul finally has enough of this, and he talks to the demon inside of the girl, and he says, get out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. And very soon after, the demon leaves. Some translations say the demon left immediately. Some say it left that very hour. But the point is, the demon left very quickly after Paul said these words, and it was probably momentarily. Now, why didn't Paul exercise this demon sooner? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know because I wasn't there and uh, none of us were there. But if you think about it, you know, Paul was in a very foreign area. There weren't a lot of Jews in that area, as we established in the last episode. Perhaps he was just trying to go about his day and spread the gospel as effectively as he could and just trying to ignore this girl. And honestly, that's how I would handle it. (laughs) Just knowing myself, I would... It would take me a long time, I think, to finally, if I had the power to exercise demons, I think it would take me quite a long time to finally exercise the demon. And maybe it was just getting worse and worse and worse. You know, that could also be the case. Maybe it started out with the girl kind of following them around and stating this every once in a while. Paul and Silas and the rest of the team just thought maybe she was listening. And, you know, it could be that as well. They didn't realize it immediately. And it wasn't until she started like fixating on this and chanting it, maybe that they finally were like, okay, there's something seriously wrong here. So maybe it progressed to a point where Paul just couldn't ignore it any longer. And he finally uh, exercises the demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, why did the girl follow Paul and Silas? That was another question I had. And the reason I believe the girl followed them was because satan tries multiple avenues to get people to not listen to the gospel maybe causing a ruckus or maybe saying these falsehoods in a very subtle way was just the way that this demon was influencing this young girl to prohibit the spreading of the gospel so now paul exercises the demon and the demon leaves the girl immediately and when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. Now, the reason this happened was because Paul and Silas were Jews. They looked like Jews. They probably had the tassels. They probably dressed like Jews. They did not look like Roman citizens, even though we're going to find out that both Paul and Silas were actually Roman citizens. And Roman citizens had a lot of benefits in being roman citizens specifically with like court cases and how they were punished and with the crimes committed for people who weren't roman citizens the romans would just treat those people however they wanted to treat them for example like the whole thing with crucifixion you know jesus got crucified romans wouldn't crucify their own unless it was like an extreme extreme case of some sort of like horrible thing that the Roman citizen did. But otherwise, Romans would never crucify their own, but they would crucify Jews and other Gentiles and whoever they wanted to because they weren't Roman citizens. So Roman citizens did have benefits to being Roman citizens at this time period, obviously. But because Paul and Silas did not look like Roman citizens, they were treated as common people. So they dragged them in front of the magistrates and they're like, these men being Jews, see, they don't realize they're Romans, being Jews are agitating our cities and advocate customs, which are not lawful for us to accept or observe being Romans, which makes no sense, you know, and and the only reason these men were dragging Paul and Silas into this like court case was because they were upset that their servant girl was no longer you know, valuable to them. They didn't care about that servant girl at all. All they cared about was money. So that's why they dragged Paul and Silas out to be, uh, you know, tortured basically in front of everybody. And so the magistrate orders Paul and Silas to be beaten with a rod. And so it says that they beat them multiple times with many stripes. So this would have been real bad, you know, because Romans were really, really good at torture. Like, fantastic at torturing. And they were very methodical with their torture as well. Like, they perfected the art of torture. So, we have no clue how badly Paul and Silas were beaten and bruised from these rods. And you can imagine what's running through their heads, you know, like God called us to come to Europe and now this is happening. Like, what's going on here? At least that's what I would be thinking. But After they are beaten and bruised, they are thrown into the inner prison because they needed to be guarded very securely. And so they place this guard over them and they say, make sure these two men are guarded very securely. And so the guard secured their feet in the stocks is what it says. And so now Paul and Silas are in prison. Even after doing a good deed of helping that young girl get rid of that terrible demon, even after coming to Europe when the Holy Spirit told them to come to Europe. I know on the last episode, I talked about how when God is on your side, your plans will succeed, right? But that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that God is going to give you smooth sailing through every single thing in your life. There's always going to be adversity. There's always going to be trials because the world is sinful. Jesus himself even said, you know, when you follow me, you're still going to have many trials and many tribulations, but we need to have strength and courage because Jesus overcame the world. So those trials and tribulations are always going to exist, whether or not we believe in Jesus. But the difference is when we believe in Jesus, when trials and tribulations come, like they did here for Paul and Silas in this terrible circumstance, Jesus gives us a supernatural kind of peace that the world just can't possibly understand. So it's almost like we have a hope in the middle of terrible things that happen to us. Because the next verse says, not to give it away, but the next verse says, Says that at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So, Paul and Silas were just beaten, they were just thrown into prison, and their arms and legs were stretched to go into these terrible, uncomfy stocks. And yet, they're praying and singing hymns to God at midnight. So, this is a kind of peace that the world just can't understand. And Paul and Silas, They weren't like superhumans. They were the same as you and I. They were just normal, average humans, but they were given a supernatural kind of peace that only God can give. And yes, it wasn't smooth sailing for them, obviously, but yet because of their faith in God, God was sustaining them. God was helping them. And then the most amazing thing is about to happen after this. Alright, if you want to hear the rest of the story, you're going to have to tune in on... Oh no, we're not going to be doing an episode on Tuesday because it's the day after Christmas. I'm going to be taking Tuesday off. So if you want to hear the rest of the story, you're going to have to tune in next Thursday. Or you could just read ahead in your Bible. That's cool too. But friends, I do have an episode coming out Sunday night at midnight, okay? It is the yearly... Bible explained candle lit podcast episode that I do every year at midnight on Christmas Eve. So, you're going to want to stay tuned for that because I'm going to be talking about the second coming of Jesus. I'm going to be going a little bit into depth with that. And you might be like, how does that relate to Christmas Day? And I'll tell you how it does on Christmas Eve. So, tune in to hear about that as well. Faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. And I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of First Samuel. Happy listening and God bless.